welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future Part 2, one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez, 19. And today we are going back to Minute 3, which begins with Marty asking Doc, what happens to us in the future? And ends with the title card, Back to the Future. Kind of. Right. It's right. it's really awkward. Like it's it's almost all there and then we had to pause it. Yeah, we get we get back to the future. That's that's we get that title. Back part. to the future power. <laughs> um so uh, here's our first change in this remake scene. Mm-hmm. Um first major change in the remake scene is uh what I call uh, the asshole beat. Uh-huh. Uh which is that uh Marty asks Doc what do we become assholes or something? And then Doc's takes a beat and thinks about it for a second and then decides not to say anything and says, no, 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 no you're fine. And that beat is not in the original film. Yeah, no, it's a very different reading than the one that's kind of become the iconic scene, you know? Right. And the reason that. for that is because when they wrote the original, when they, when, well, not even when they wrote it, when they made the original movie, they didn't know what, Marty and Jennifer were like in the future. So of course they weren't assholes, but now they're making this movie and they know that they are kind of not great. At least Marty's not. So, <laughs> you know, doc builds in that little, like, well, you know, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. It's fine. <laughs> you're, like um, a, you're a dick. I mean, you're kind of, I wouldn't call you an asshole. You're, you're sort of a dick. Kind of a dick. I'm a dick. <laughs> you're kind of a dick, Marty. Kind of a, you, you know, you kind of are a dick right now. <laughs> you take uh, Iney on walks without telling me. I walk, uh, Iney. <laughs> I don't need you to walk, Iney. Oh, God. Jennifer's face. Can we I just know, talk about... It's amazing. I hope about, it's... I hope it's the so good. I hope it's the thumbnail for the episode. Oh, it's so good because he's just like, there's got to be something to done with your kids. And she's just like, what is happening? <laughs> what is he talking about? You know, but it's a very, I, I mean, I, I doubt this was on purpose, but it's a very Marty face. Yeah. No, totally. It's really great. I just um, want to see a movie now where it's just a cute couple having time travel adventures. Yeah. I, mean, I know that's yeah. kind of what we get, but you know what I mean? Right, right, right. So, so speaking of Jennifer, I forgot to mention this in in part two, but I did look up that information of who the other actress is that well, auditioned to replace Jennifer. And uh, what I found is that uh, there were three actresses who auditioned, um, and it was uh, Elizabeth Shue, cocktails Elizabeth Shue, yes, Betty and, White, and right. It was uh, an actress named Julie Warner who would go on to star opposite Fox in Doc Hollywood. Okay, yeah. In a in a in in what what is to me the uh, epitome of the Doc Hollywood movie? Like the 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 scene that I think of immediately when I think of Doc Hollywood is the scene when they're they're pooping in the woods. Yeah, <laughs> I really that's always. Always the first scene, so I was like, "Oh, the pooping in the woods girl." Okay, I really like Doc Holliday. I thought it was weird when they remade it as an animated movie like ten years ago, but yeah, and made everyone cars. Yeah, it was, was that was weird, but you know, reimaginings. Yeah, 
It's a good movie, though. <laughs> and then they made a sequel to Doc Hollywood where he was a spy. That was so weird. <laughs> and then they remade that one, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> then the third person was uh, Lori Laughlin. Oh, hey. That would have been cool. Yeah. And uh, what was her name from uh, Full House? Aunt Becky? Was her name Becky? The, the neighbor? The next door neighbor? Kimmy. No, Lori, La- Lori Laughlin was the, the aunt that, that ended up with Uncle Jesse. Yeah, John Stamos. I don't, I, did, I honestly just knew her as Lori Laughlin. I never really learned I her I forget what her full house name was. Lori Laughlin. <laughs> Lori Laughlin. Anyway, so so yeah, Lori Laughlin was the uh, the third uh, possible mm-hmm. uh, Jennifer Parker. I, I can understand. Like, both of them make sense to me. It's interesting that they went with Elizabeth Shue because – when you look at Julie Warner and Lori Laughlin, they're very Claudia Wells. They're very Claudia Wells. Very Claudia Wells. And then they ended up choosing the actress that they were just like, eh, you don't look any like 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 Claudia Wells, but you're better. Mm-hmm. So, boom. I like that. Best actress wins. And maybe I mean I you know speaking as someone you know when I when when and when I've directed stuff in the past you know whether it's Geek by Night or or a play or or whatever I I really geek out about casting. Like, I like, I love one like my callbacks. Like I love watching different, especially back in school when I knew the actors. You know, mm-hmm. I loved seeing how different people would take these characters and like play off of each other. And I almost I'm I was curious to see if like if Zemeckis was like interested in casting someone totally different. You know, seeing this as an opportunity to do something else. Now that it's not going to be you know if it's not going to be Claudia Wells. Why not have someone else play a totally different Jennifer and see what happens? Yeah, for sure. It's not like she's in the movie a lot anyway. That's also true. And unfortunate. <laughs> Which we'll we'll, we'll 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 be bitching about a lot, I bet. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> uh so uh so yeah, so those were the uh, alternate Jennifer uh, Jennifer Parkers. Now let's talk about what is like the meat of gonna be the meat. Well, okay, one one other small detail. So you remember in the shot in the original when the DeLorean backs up and you can see the crew in the reflection <laughs> yeah, of, the, yeah. of, the, of the license plate. Uh, it happened again, and this time it's a different crew. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently they did – they shot that again, that, that shot. Four um, years I'm later. Ma- yeah, I imagine to get the matching shot of Biff in the shot mm-hmm. um, because of Biff walking outside. But uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a different shot because originally it was like the whole crew was like kind of like standing there. And like this time it's a black van with like a seat on top of it where the DP sitting. And I, I assume, assume uh, good old Cundy. Good old Cundy. I just um, I was Cundy's uh, throne, if you will. It's Cundy's throne. Yes. The Iron Throne. Yeah. Um, I was on Netflix the other day and um, just randomly we just decided to throw on the Flintstones movie with John Goodman. Mm-hmm. And uh, when Dean Cudney was on the showed up on the credits, I was like Cudney, and my roommate was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "Nothing." That was that was well. What you were doing was for me, and I wasn't there. <laughs> I hope you felt it wherever you were. Like <laughs> I hope I did too. Like I an American Tale. I don't know where you were, but um, um, I'd be cool. Be cool if when they did it, like it was the crew, but now they're all like waving. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Or they have like a weird back banner. Yeah. Um, so 
Biff walks outside and he's he wants to tell he wants to tell Marty about the matchbooks he got printed up. <laughs> it's like, hey, Marty, I, I want to show you about the matchbooks I got printed up for my auto detailing business. <laughs> and it's and it's so cute. But then it's such a swift turn when he sees the DeLorean take off and he says, a flying DeLorean, what the hell is going on here? And he's so deadly serious where you're like, <laughs> oh, this guy's an attempted rapist. Like it's it's like it was like a light switch. Like he went from like cuddly and adorable to oh no, like it was really scary. It's in uh, in Adventure Time. There's this thing that happens eventually where um, the Lich, like the big bad of the whole series, um, is is killed and his soul is is kept dormant in the in the body of a baby. And, oh. and the baby becomes a character that like two other characters like take over and like adopt. But sometimes they come back to the kid. And even though it's like the sweet baby, there's like moments where you like remember like, oh, crap, like I forgot that thing's being possessed by the lich. Right. And that's kind of what it reminded me of. Because like I don't I'm Thomas F. Wilson is so is so amazing. And just these few seconds of nice Biff that you believe it. Yeah. He doesn't feel like an act. And I don't know if that was intentional or if that's just Tom Wilson being a really good actor, but like, I am always, but you know what though? Uh, Part of it has to be, part of it has to be like, even in character, part of it has to be genuine because if he's faking it, like why would he come outside to be like, I got to show you these, like these these matchbooks that I got printed (laughs) out. Like, why would he go out of his way to be this goofy, (laughs) lovable guy? Like, like what's he getting out of that? You know? So mm-hmm. like, I feel like there's a part of him where, you know, he has become, uh, 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 what's, what's the guy's name on game of Thrones? Wait, do you watch? Game uh, hold of Thrones? No, no, no. The guy, the guy who loses everything and loses his name and loses, <laughs> this is his, uh, his, uh, male genitalia. I forget. Oh yeah. Reek. Uh, Theon. Reek. Yeah. Yeah. He becomes Reek. Like on Greyjoy. Yeah, he's sort of a, a reek at this point, you know, uh, and and so he's got sort of like this reek attitude and just like, oh, whatever you say. Blah, blah, blah. And then like just just as soon as something turns. Yeah, that it's not even maybe like he- could give him power, <laughs> his power back. He just like. I need to know more information. Like well, just well, it's instantly. so weird because it's it, it, it'd be like imagine if he saw like a dragon and he had the exact same reaction. It's not like he saw Marty get into the car. He just sees a flying car and he's like, McCoy. Yeah. Divine DeLorean. Like, is that a horse? Going on here? Oh, I forgot. I'm a rapist and a bully. <laughs> You know what's weird is like, well, never mind. I was gonna say he does like in my head. I was like, does he go back inside having been transformed? Like, well, no, he, he yeah. starts an adventure. Well, well, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. Oh, that's um, right. No, he doesn't. Never mind. Yeah, he does just go back <laughs> inside, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, so I, I, but I, what, what, you know what I love about this additional Biff material? Mm-hmm. I, I love because, like, you know this movie is a whole thing of set setups and payoffs, right? Like they, you know, Zemeckis and Gale and, and use the index card method of screenwriting. And 
you know, I obviously like Gail is writing this one by himself um, because Mechas was busy uh, with other things that we'll get into uh, tomorrow. You know, they use the index card method of, of screenwriting, which is that when you're breaking the story, you break with index cards and you say, okay, I want this thing to happen. So you put up the index card of the thing you want to happen. And then you say, in order for that to happen, I need to set it up. So then you write down a setup. And the example is I want uh, Marnie to be in a skateboard uh, chase sequence. Chase sequence where he's on a skateboard. Okay, you write that on an index card. And then you say, okay, in order to set that up, I have to establish that uh, Marty can skateboard. So then he said, so then you say, okay, on the other index card, Marty rides his skateboard to school. And then you put up that index card. And then that, those two index cards set up and pay off a thing, right? And so they use that method for everything. So right here, it's like, okay, we know Biff is going to be our villain. So we Biff was not in that last scene, but we want to reestablish and remind everyone of Biff before we go to the future and get all of these, start getting all these alternate Biffs. So they have this scene. And I, and I, and, and, and I just, I think that's really good. And then on, uh, that's like on a, on like sort of a broad level, broad strokes level, but then like on a smaller level, Biff coming out and saying, hey, Marty, I want you to see these matchbooks that I got printed up for my auto detailing business. Well, that comes back because that is the 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 object that uh, the artifact that will change later when Marty takes a matchbook from Biff's uh, uh, in the in the Biff uh, uh, 1985 like Biff. Biff 1985, um, when he takes the matchbook from Biff's hotel, it, when he fixes everything, it turns back into Biff's auto detailing business matchbook. Oh, so yeah. So set up payoff. Yeah, so no. so it, it's really cool the way that they set up stuff that they're going to pay off later, even such a throwaway thing like Biff coming out, like they need to get Biff outside, right? Well, what could he do? to get him outside that can double as getting him outside, but also setting up something that can get paid off later. Totally. You know? Yeah. It's kind of like using yeah. every part of the story Buffalo. Right. Exactly. And that's the thing, right? Like these movies are so lean. They're written so lean. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that ultimately uh, these ones are a little sillier, but they're not any less lean. I also, I don't know to go back, you know, one of the things that I, I said over and over again, back in, in part one, was how I love that this is a blockbuster that's focused more on characters than than plot. Mm -hmm. And going back to that, I love that the like Tony Stark picking up Loki's staff moment is like 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 the reawakening of Biff. Right. Like that's right. Like it's like, no, what's going on? Cut to Back to the Future Part Two. And I right. just I love that it's about a character, you know? Yeah. And it's, and it's that it, it's like a crane down shot. And so it's super <laughs> dramatic and the wind is blowing. Like it's an awesome, awesome <laughs> dramatic last shot. Like yeah. it's awesome. Like I, I, you know, I rewatched this movie uh, just before we started doing this um, so that every, so that the movie as a whole could be fresh in my mind before we, we start breaking it up minute by minute. And when that happened, 
you know, we've been talking a lot about how Back to the Future Part Two is our least favorite of the Back to the Future trilogy. And rewatching this and watching when that happened, that shot happened, and it was like, boom, Back to the Future Part Two. I was like, yeah, bring it. Like, I was like, <laughs> I was into it. I was, I was ready. Like, this is going to be great. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So, so I'm, I'm pretty excited. Uh, so. Getting into the uh, into the other drafts of the screenplay, in the paradox draft, everything happens just like it is. It's it, you know it has uh, Biff coming out and saying, uh, you know, say Marty, I want to show you these new matchbooks I had printed up, um, and then a flying DeLorean, and then what the hell is going on here? Uh, and it says Biff reacts, his eyes narrow with suspicion, sinister suspicion. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty great. Oh, screenplay prose is my favorite. Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, but now the interesting thing is in the 1967 draft. Uh, in the 1967 draft, uh, Doc says, "Roads where we're going, we don't need roads." And they and it says, "Doc flips a switch, the wheels rotate down 90 degrees, and the the DMC lifts off and blasts into the future." And then it says, "Across the street." Biff stands up from behind his truck in astonishment. <laughs> he's he's seen the whole thing. He's seen it all. And then Biff says, a time machine? Doc Brown invented a time machine? <laughs> he considers the possibilities. And we notice a racing form on top of his dashboard. A racing form? Yeah. Like, like to join a race? No, like horse horse racing, like a horse race form, like to bet. Oh, oh like to gamble. Okay. Yeah, to gamble. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that's what those. I've been the one horse race in my life, and uh, Papa wasn't sober. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, so so yeah, so uh, he's got a, a racing form on his dashboard, and I just like that he was he was behind his truck the whole time. <laughs> just what was he doing? He was just sitting there, like I guess eavesdropping. Yeah, I know. I, I that's so. I, I'm so glad they went with you know the matchbook one, of course. But I just like the idea of it blasting in the future. You just do a slow crane down, and then he, his he just slowly pops up from behind the truck. Yeah, like like Swiper the Fox, just like oh. <laughs> he's just like holy shit. But I love that. I love that he's like a time machine built by Doc Brown. I'm like, how did you gather that? <laughs> well, because he was he was. Oh, because he, he heard he heard the whole thing. He heard the whole thing. He heard the whole scene yeah. play out. That would be a great um, be a great place, you know, in the in the Back to the Future musical parody. That's probably gonna, you know, if it hasn't already been done, and like you they know. were they were going to make a Back to I believe uh, there was going to be a Back to the Future musical on the West End. Oh, dope, 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 dope. I bet cool. I, I, if I remember correctly, they were. Uh, uh, Bobby G and and um, some others, some musical people, but not Bobby working Z. on it together. Yeah, not Bobby Z. Bobby Z. I think Bobby Z was probably like you know doing some sort of like vague production something. Sure. I don't know. Producer. I don't know what the equivalent of an executive producer is on a play. Yeah. But I'm have you seen that. the credit? Um, the credit at the end of the Ghostbusters trailer. No. At the end of the new Ghostbusters trailer, when they do all the like, you know, phew, 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 like the production credits really fast. Yeah. The last one is based on the film Ghostbusters, written by Harold Ramis and Ivan Reitman, directed by Ivan Reitman. They credit the writer and the director of the original film. 
Oh, weird. Dan, right. Dan, it was Dan Aykroyd and right. Harold yeah. Ramis. Yeah, I just... I uh, oh, really? I, Reitman didn't even write it. Okay, I didn't. I guess I forgot. No, I don't think so. I think it was Dan, um, Ac- just Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis. But I just thought there was really... Uh, there was even like a couple articles about it because it was like the first time that, you know, there were the original film had been credited in such a way, like in the remake. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I was going to say like that this would be a great time for like like Biff's soliloquy, you know, like in Les Miserables. Right. So what have I done, to Jesus? What have I done? Like, do I turn people again or do I not? I would, uh, I would love that. I would love that. So, so yeah, so, so right off the bat, some interesting uh, changes in the 1967 draft. Changes already afoot. Yeah, I definitely like what we ended up with a lot more. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very sure. silly. Very silly. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's interesting to hear uh, what it was. I like it's that. a very Dark Knight Rises move, him just being behind the truck. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's like the retcon. It's just it's like a retcon. I mean, that's yeah, no, they could have like, they could have called the movie Back to the Future retcon. Oh, which, by the way, I keep calling it the paradox draft. I guess I didn't explain that. Uh, it's called the paradox draft because originally uh, in the 1967 draft, it's just called uh uh, just called Back to the Future 2. Okay. Um, and then in the Paradox draft, it's called Back to the Future colon Paradox. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. That's dope. I like that. Yeah. And then Back um, to the Future could have been back – part three could have been like Back to the Future True Grit or like <laughs> – That would have been amazing. Oh, my God. Uh, so Back to the Future, Yella. Yella. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> that yellow bastard, that yellow coward. Uh, so, so anyways, but we'll get more into um, uh, what what the deal with all the drafts were and and all of that in uh, uh, tomorrow's episode. So, mm. um, that uh, I don't I don't have anything else for minute three. You have anything else? No. Okay. Well, we will be back tomorrow with minute four. Uh, in the meantime, you can check our website, backtothefutureminute.com. You can leave comments there. You can email us, contact at backtothefutureminute.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter and on Tumblr, uh, both at BTTF Minute. Uh, we're on Facebook. Uh, you can like us there. Also, leave us iTunes reviews and check out our other podcast, The Doctor's Companion, our weekly Doctor Who podcast uh, that we do with uh, Cassandra Fredrickson. It's a lot of fun. If you like Doctor Who, check that out at thedoctorscompanion.us. And uh, then there's Geek by Night at geekbynight.net, Nick and I's original audio drama, uh, which episode eight, uh, Under the Bridge Part 2, just came out today as as of this release. So uh, go check that out. If you haven't yet, please go try it. We work very hard on it, and uh, it would mean the world uh, to us if you all checked it out. And it's dope. It is good. Uh, it's great. It's fantastic. I said uh, it's dope, Scott. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> other adjectives. Other other <laughs> other synonymous adjectives. Uh, anyway, uh, geekbynight.net. And then, of course, as always, uh, our patriarch, Star Wars Minute at StarWarsMinute.com. Uh, they are uh, still on Naboo. Uh, switching between be for a long four time. different battles. Four different simultaneous battles. All right, we will uh, see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.